Hello, all. This is Blonde Haired Girl. I haven't been talking about politics for a while now, have I? <laughs> my my person, uh, David Hawkins, um, the man who I read his books, and I actually did see him a couple times in person. I was very lucky because uh, he lived in Sedona, and I lived in a place very close to that, but uh anyway he was like was very big on staying out of politics if you're going to be a spiritual aspirant if you're going to be seeking enlightenment you know it's not wise to become involved in political ideas <laughs> and then you've got my other um somebody else who is had huge and still does huge impact on my um, on who I am and that is Thich Nhat Hanh uh, who was very involved in politics uh, he was a part of peace in the Vietnam War he was Vietnamese and um, he ended up having to leave his country uh, was really sad but anyway <laughs> I'm just uh, I can't help it you guys I am I this is just something that I'm interested in. And uh but I have to say, you know, I was I was doing my evening walk kind of a meditative walk and I'm thinking about the idea of what if we really were able to live our life just as we want to? What if what if we did have a system shift throughout the world or, you know, throughout the U.S. or maybe worldwide where where it was just different. It, things were based on creativity and inspiration and love and, um, and it wasn't the way it is where you you are born then you go to school then you get a job and if you are very lucky you get to retire and die <laughs> where you are constantly you know in this space of having to worry about making an income paying your taxes uh which is something that I want to talk about partly what I want to talk about in this podcast. I remember when this happened. I remember, um, I think is Ryan, Kel uh, God, what is his name? Paul Ryan. Yeah, Paul Ryan, the politician. I think he was the leader of the house. I could be wrong. Uh, but I think he may have been under Trump. And, and he... Uh, did this thing where he, they worked on supposedly a tax code, this new tax code, and it was going to be better for everyone, and people were going to be saving money, and you know, yada, 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 but it had a a five-year plan, it must have been, no, wait, 2017, so it would have gone into to 2018, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, a five-year, and this is the fifth year, beloved year, and uh, 
so your your the people in the country who make the least amount of money their taxes are going up into 2023 Uh, one thing that was really nice that I noticed was that it could be the Biden administration uh, raised, gave an inflation and raised the uh, the generalized tax deduction for things, self-employment, all kinds of things, which may be a saving grace to some people to not have to pay 22% tax. And I, so I'm looking at my tax bracket and <laughs> which slightly went up this year. I made more money this year than I've ever made in a year in my entire life, which isn't very much. I'm just going to say that. Uh, and I, and I worked half of a year in Arizona and then the other half in Washington state. And, um, it still, it all amounted to that I would be in a tax bracket, um, hopefully without, hopefully when I do the standard deduction, I won't have to pay taxes. Hopefully. I'm hoping also that I may have some deductions. Uh, it may all work out, but I, I, I honestly, I don't know. And, and I have to tell you, what really gets me about this is that they they had to do this. They oh they have to do this. This is what they always say. I mean, our government is always broke. Always. They have they have all of this money to send to you know bomb Gaza to send bombs and all kinds of stuff to to Israel to bomb Gaza, but they're broke. I, I'm just saying, I don't understand why our government is always broke. Uh, and part of the reason why our government is always broke is because the richest people in this country do not pay taxes or pay the least amount of taxes. You know, your Elon Musk and your, I can't remember the other guy's name, Amazon, uh, the Wally people, Walmart people, you know, they pay the least amount of taxes in this country. Uh, and so that's part of the reason. So their money's not going to bomb uh, Gaza. Ours is. <laughs> your, your little, the little people. So it's all over like social media that, that, you know, our, our taxes are going up and, 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 and I have to say, they knew this was going to happen under Biden and in an election year. So, so it's like people are always saying this to me. They're always saying, oh, yeah, this is happening because it's a, an election year. They're always saying that as if, as if the Democratic Party plans everything out. Biden, Biden himself has a calendar and he's planning everything out so it happens under Trump. Uh, but actually, I see that more so with the Republican Party. I mean, it's just what I see. 
that uh, this was all planned out and it is a, an election year and I'm not sure what Biden is going to look like, you know, when all of our taxes go up. <laughs> all the people that would be voting for him, their taxes are going to go up. <laughs> it's super interesting. I just had like the weirdest like epiphany. I think that's, that, that is a super interesting thought. Okay, so this is weird. All right, so you got you got blue states and red states, right? But like, if you're to look at it, the red states are the poorest states in the country. They they are with the more poor people, and and blue states have more people who are covering for the red states. I mean, you would think it would be opposite. You know, rich people would love Donald Trump, right? Isn't it true that, you know, rich people, richer people who are, who are a lot of times living in blue states? Um, I don't know. I mean, just as a person who, who, you know, and maybe it's partly that their quality of life is better, but, but, but it also, I think that it also has to do with, with, that perhaps they have more money with which to share. And so, and, and I find that people who are democratic tend to be people who are more willing to have their money go to social programs. I mean, because that's, when I was learning about politics, that was the big thing, that, that the Republican Party wanted the government out of social programs. They thought that the churches and families should be taking care of each other, not, not the government. You know, pull, your, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. This was the whole, you know, fiscal responsibility. Chop, chop, get to work. Uh, don't depend on the federal government for these social programs. And then... Uh, and then the Democrat, Democratic Party was big on social programs, but also stay out of my bedroom, you know, because the Republicans had been, you know, when I was younger, had been very much regulating into regulating morality, even back then. Uh, anyway, so... So in an election year, um, our taxes are going up. <laughs> I don't know how it's all going to work out, but I know there's a whole bunch of people that are like, oh my God, and they usually get money back. They're not getting money back, and some of them are owing. I don't know how it's going to go for me, but last night I did I, I did look at some numbers, and uh, hopefully it'll be okay. I'm just hoping um, that I'll be able to at least break even. But I was so back to my to my evening meditative walk and wishing that that it would be different. But right at the moment, it's not, and things are still quite a mess. They are quite a mess in our country. I mean, worldwide. I I I feel like you know, and I'm an older person. I don't consider myself old, but I mean, I probably am if people are going to talk about ages and stuff. So maybe I am an old person. 
<laughs> I consider myself an older person. So I've been around a little bit. You know, I've been on this planet for a little bit. And and things that have really changed. I mean, maybe they haven't changed as much as, as I'm I'm going to say, or maybe my awareness of things has really changed. But with the internet and hearing all the news from all around the world and and having access to unfiltered it is through the lens of the person who is putting up the video, but I trust it more than I do anything else. I I really do. Uh, the people that I am getting information from. <clears throat> um, and it and it's very interesting to me what is not talked about in the news, what is talked about, what isn't talked about in the news, uh, is very interesting. What they, what they choose to just squash, uh, is super interesting, but so there's, there's stuff going on. There's conflict. There's a lot of conflict. We all know about the, the war uh, where, or the genocide, I believe it was a genocide. This is my opinion from what I've seen. Uh, there was a genocide of the Palestinian people in, in Gaza and West, I, I suppose it was mostly in Gaza, uh, that the people, over 30,000 people have been killed. And, and, there have been um, lawsuits against against Israel and and I suppose the United States. I'm I'm not sure about all of that. I'm not actually not positive about anything I say, but the, these are things that I've heard. And and we're we're actually losing in these in these lawsuits um on a on a global scale we are we are there was not justification for for what was done to the palestinians and and was considered war crimes and i don't know what's going to come back down from that and and i heard and i don't know if this is true either and i haven't heard anybody talking about it other than I saw this little blurb where people were taking to the streets in Israel to try to out Netanyahu and have another election. Uh, because I'm sure that there are many Israeli people who do not believe in what is happening there. I'm sure that they have enough compassion on on the Palestinians that they didn't want what has been happening uh, churches, uh, um, shelters, and hospitals being bombed. Um, so, so there was some kind of um, something's been going on with Yemen, and and you know I don't know where all these countries are. I'm not good with my geography. 
anywhere in the world, to be honest. But um, Yemen and like then like Iran and Syria and well, something happened and supposedly some of our service members were killed. The U.S. service members, at least three, were killed, and and the others were. Um, there were others that were were hurt. And and so there was talk about okay so what is what is um Biden going to do? Uh, how is Biden going to retaliate uh against these service members dying? And you know and I and I'm going to sleep at night wondering you know very concerned about a literal World War Three, you know, and and talking to these entities that interact with me and saying, you know, are, are you going to intervene? Who will intervene on most of the world's behalf? The people of the world, we're just living our life. We're just trying to take care of our kids and each other. We're just trying to go have a coffee. We, we have no choice, no say. Most of the people on this planet, the majority, have nothing to do with any of this. It's these world leaders and, and the people who supposedly have power who are are making these choices and 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 I just it's like help help we need help because we're we're totally screwing it up these these world leaders they're just screwing everything up constantly but I will say so the media, I guess, was asking all these, these politicians what Biden should do. What should Biden do about in retaliation? I mean, he has to retaliate, right? Against this country killing our servicemen. There has, there has to be some kind of backlash, right? And that, and that we're, we're not entirely sure who did it, but they think it was Iran. Because I, it seems that Iran is just etching to get in, in a war with the United States, I guess, or other countries. I, I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know the details, except I'm, I'm, I have absolutely not a thing against the Iranian pe- people. I do have something against the government that I don't think has been ousted, that has horrible, horrible laws against women, Again, it's not the people of Iran, it's the, the leaders of Iran who are just, I, I just, they're, they are fundamentalist, militant men. <laughs> I mean, and, and I mean nothing against men is the, in, per se. Like, I, I love men. <laughs> I do. My dad... I grew up with one of the greatest dads you could ever want. And he was, and I think will always be in my heart, the greatest man I've ever known. 
Um, although there's someone that I believe is second to him, but nobody will ever supersede the greatness of my dad in my heart. He was just as pure a soul as you can imagine. And, and so this isn't anti-man per se, but anti this kind of man that, that rules this way, who believes they are superior, their sex and their religion and probably their, I don't know if they do this on race, but like, you know, my, my, my way of seeing the world is the correct way. And you can all just fall in line. <clears throat> so our leaders, when asked, what should Biden do? Oh, we should just turn Iran into a parking lot. It's like, really? Really? You want to go bomb Iran? The Iranian people are going to pay the price for their, sorry to say, stupid government? <laughs> this is, it's no longer that, that it's a war where, where people and it's two, it's two armies fighting against each other. It's not like that. It's like a great big bomb, bam, and everything in its wake is, is, is gone. Which is totally exemplified by what, by what happened in Gaza. So what I heard yesterday gave me hope. And I'm not even sure if it's true or not, but what I heard was that Biden said, you know, that he is terribly sorry about these servicemen losing their lives, but he does not believe that right now we should do anything to further the conflict in the area. Which I think was an incredibly, incredibly, like, I, I just... Thought it was brave, but I, I just thought it was like the best thing I could have heard. But I really believe that many people are going to say, call him weak. That he's weak because he opted to not use arms against the Iranians. This is how it happened, and I'm not sure, I'm not a historian, but this is how we get into world wars, is that we get etched into it. We to get, like, and then we had Pearl Harbor, and bam, we were in World War II, and I'm not sure how we got into World War I, honestly. But it is, it is... It is a country doing something that is unthinkable that or like some really big thing like bombing what the Japanese did uh, in Pearl Harbor. And 
that didn't turn out so well. And and like and what do we have for it? Like you, like you look at World War Two leveling nearly all of Europe. A whole bunch of dead people, a whole bunch of messed up buildings, um, a redistribution of land in some areas that eventually, strangely, right after my dad died, um, the Berlin Wall came down in 1989, November of 1989, the Berlin Wall started coming down. I felt like my dad had something to do with it on the other side because... The Berlin Wall really bothered him. It's like, so we take people's land until we don't take people's land. <laughs> like, like, honestly, war, what is it good for? And, you know, and, and it is good for some big money-making operation <laughs> so that so that the rich can get richer and not pay taxes <laughs> and then you've got like these mega churches that aren't paying taxes you know like the the and the and the churches that are not very charitable you know like the republicans you know like the churches and the families should be taking care of each other okay do the churches, like, when was the last time a church took care of you? Like, really took care of you? Like, you were in a bad place and, and the church actually, you know, people from church may come bring you soup, but, like, when was the last time there was, like, a disaster and a church opened their doors? Just saying... They like they like they like the basket, but they, you know, and receiving the money, because the churches are always broke too. <laughs> I'm sorry, I saw this little blurb about Joel Olstein and uh, to buy his mega church or whatever, and uh, he gets this loan for like millions of dollars because I guess he bought a stadium, and then he was able to pay off his stadium. You know, like something of the works of like $150 million or something crazy like that. Oh, gosh. Anyway, so, so I can't help it, but I, I, I got to go there. I, you know, I feel like, I feel like I'm in a little bit of a different place than I was in 2017. I, I woke up you know, after the election, the supposed election, because I, I still can't wrap my brain around it. I really can't. Uh, the election of Donald Trump, uh, because I mean, I, I, I honestly do not understand uh, the devotion to this guy. I don't understand it. Uh, like, you know, I, I don't understand it. And and I and I and I really tire of if I ever get in a political conversation with somebody who supports him trying to make us 
an equal equivalent out of almost anyone. Well, blah, blah, blah. Well, blah, blah, blah. You know, they're always changing the subject off of him and putting the spotlight on to somebody else. And, you know, um, instead of just saying, yes, he behaves abhorrently, but I still support him. <laughs> um, but I think that there there is a whole lot of people who that is the case, even though, and because he behaves abhorrently, they continue to support him. And he could do anything, just like he said. He could shoot someone in public and they wouldn't care. And I noticed one of the things, you know, about the Trump era that continues, even though he he's in a really bad way, my friends. <laughs> he's in a really bad way. Uh, and, and, you know, little, little snippets of what I hear about the fact that these are bogus claims against him. These are bogus claims that are politically driven, supposedly in an election year, they always say. They believe that it's just some conspiracy against him, that all these charges, not that he actually did these things. It's a conspiracy against him. And, and also, this idea that the January 6th insurrection, because it was, against the, the, the passing of power to Biden, even Republicans, um, I think Mitt Romney has written a book that I actually think I may want to read. Uh, there are Republicans that, that understand what went down that day. And, and it's not even just that. It was in like four or five different states. He, he tried to like get the governors of those states to change votes in his favor. <laughs> he was unwilling to accept that he did not win that election. <laughs> and part of that is, in my mind, because he's a cheater. And so he doesn't understand why the people didn't cheat for him. Why his loyalists in these different states didn't cheat for him. Why didn't they cheat for me? But I just, and so it's interesting to me. So we're going into an election year. 
and and I'm in a quandary. Not even that I think that my my vote, but actually I I think my vote in Arizona is very important. And so I plan to to I will be voting <laughs> in this election. Um and I will not, if he's on the ticket, which I do not believe he is eligible. I am one of the people who believe that that he should be ineligible to run, given what he did on January 6th alone. However, all of the other charges against him with drumming up election uh, ballots, um, accusing people of... You know, um, Rudy Giuliani suffered a heavy blow in losing that case against the two election workers. Uh, you know, nobody's talking about that, that Giuliani, you know, they support Giuliani. It's just Trump. <laughs> it's only Trump who can do anything and they will still support him. <laughs> Can can just be just a blatant criminal, you know. Yesterday, <laughs> I was watching this um this little blurb about Myla. No, no, it wasn't. It's a, it was Ivana Trump, his first wife. You know, because I was alive when all of this was going on. Trump is older than I am, but I was alive, and I was you know I may have been younger, but um, I was privy to what was going on during that time. And, and he, he, so he was married to this woman who he had three children with. He had Ivana and Eric and um, I think Donald Jr. <laughs> so he had three, three, she had, they had three children together and he, and those are the only children, if you think about it, that anybody ever talks about. Like there, and then there's also Tiffany. I think a Tiffany Trump with his second wife that he actually left his first wife. He had an affair with his second wife. He left his first wife to be with his second wife. <laughs> uh, anyway, so they were talking about how, how in their divorce proceedings and she had a gag order on her she was not allowed to talk about this but their divorce was irreconcilable like was I don't even think it was irreconcilable differences I think the divorce went down with um, domestic violence and he and she talked about I don't know where she talked about this and if it was before the gag order or after the gag order, but I think that it was in a deposition in their divorce or something of the nature. And she talked about how he had had some something done to his hair, some procedure done, I don't know, maybe implants or something. And he was he was in I think he was in a lot of pain, but and I don't know what she did that made him mad. But he got really mad at her and started, he grabbed her hair, pulling a whole bunch of her hair out of her head, and he violently raped her. 
And I, I believe these stories to be true. I believe these stories. I believe his story, her story, his first wife's story. And I believe, uh, it, it's, um, Carol, the, the woman that just won a, a defamation case for $83 million. He, he actually owes her over $90 million because he owed her $5 million from the first one. And he cannot stop raging about her. He may not be now because he has such a heavy case against himself and he's not going to win any appeals if he doesn't stop but during the court case he was he was raging on truth social or whatever about her he he cannot help himself but just do trump light things and i i just don't understand it and and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I mean, the Supreme Court is looking at this case in Colorado. And if this case in Colorado goes to the fact that, that he is ineligible to be on the ballot in Colorado, I think the chips will fall for him throughout the country because... I mean, there's a lot of states that won't do that, and they may have a write-in, which is going to be really bad for the for the um, the Republican Party. That's going to be really bad for the Republican Party because um, it will split the party, um, and 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 I don't think there's any way anyone Republican could win, um, but. The Supreme Court is hearing that case, and I'm not sure they they better hear it fast because, you know, we're in January and the election is in November, uh, almost February, and um, to see what's going to happen. Uh, and I, I'm actually not a huge Biden fan. <laughs> um, I he, I, and, and and you know, and I. And people are always, you know, like saying to me, oh, yeah, he sniffs kids' heads. You know, like, I don't know. I, I don't, maybe he is a creepy old guy. I, I really don't know. I do not believe that he is anywhere near the equivalency of Trump um, and the creep meter. But, I mean, I don't, I didn't hear, maybe there have been, you know, um, sexual inappropriate um, comments about Biden, but I, I don't know about them like we know about Trump. Uh, my biggest thing has been, and probably, and I don't think he realizes actually how bad it is going to be for him because, because what he's doing is he's doing this loan forgiveness and, and, you know, trying, hoping to get young voters because, that he believes that he will be able to hold on to the millennials, which are a huge voting base. And this is, this is all the angst about um, Taylor Swift is that (laughs) all these young people will vote for whoever she says, not knowing anything. I heard of the tunes of 10,000 people 
young people went to register to vote in one day because of her. And and so she really is a threat to the establishment, that's for sure. And so <laughs> and so um so but young people so like doing this loan forgiveness, but there's nothing they're gonna be able to cover up about the fact that, that Biden backed Israel in bombing and this genocide in Palestine. And there is a whole lot of young people who are watching. Who they don't they're not like us old people. They don't think on these lines. They don't think Israeli and pa- Palestinian, black, white, gay, straight. They don't think in these terms like we do. They're, they, they really are more fluid in their thinking. And so they're watching that we backed a guy and we funded a guy with their tax taxes that they've paid to gen- to a genocide. And I'm not sure they'll get over it, but I don't know what else they would do. And, and I think that would be that they just wouldn't vote, just like they did in 2016 that led to Donald Trump. Everybody was saying, oh, vote your conscience. Vote your conscience, you know, and and so they voted their conscience and they didn't vote because they didn't want Hillary Clinton. They wanted Bernie Sanders, right? <laughs> so our Bernie people, you know, I mean, this is just the way I saw it. So there was a number, there was a whole lot of young people who didn't vote in that election, which may happen again. If something doesn't happen, and I'm not sure what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to be on the ticket on either side. I know that that Biden has has put his hat in, um, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen between now and and November, and who will actually be on the ballot. Um, I. I believe that in my case, I, I will vote for him only because depending on who is on the Republican ballot, but I don't know that there's a Republican that I see right now that I could actually back. Um, you know, Nikki Haley says these things. It was supposedly she's the one who said to just, just flatten Palestine, you know, just flatten Israel. So it kind of seems like she might be trigger happy if she were president and and make stupid decisions and maybe she would get us into World War Three. Um, but I, I don't even know if there's there's like none of them are really appealing to me. Um, the most appealing Republican candidate that I would even consider backing is Chris Christie. <laughs> He, I, I, I like the guys of Mitt Romney, like the guys who like go against Trump. I like those guys. <laughs> um, I like that he's honest. I can't deal with these, these um, people who are just, 
you know, all pro pro Trump and, and like if they don't win there I'm gonna back I'm gonna endorse Trump. I don't know. Anyway, this is what I'm seeing. Um all eyes seem to be every not all, but there's a lot of talk about uh Trump. I, I do wanna end this on this note that I think is is very interesting. <laughs> So Trump said in his own words, I guess at a rally, he's having rallies everywhere. Um, at a rally recently, he said that he alone overturned Roe versus Wade, that that was all him. Uh, which is it is in a lot of ways apropos, because I do believe that he won his election a good deal of voters, he got the Christian base, the fundamentalist Christian, non-denominational, probably Catholic, probably all of the Christian Mormons based on that alone. Uh, the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Um, and, and, but it has been wildly unpopular throughout the country. And so it could be a nail in the coffin. Uh, the fact that he took responsibility for that. Uh, but I think that he will still have this Christian base, but I just don't know that it would be enough. Because there are so many young people who who believe that a woman should have the right in certain circumstances to end a pregnancy. I, I, I think there are a whole lot of people in this country, and it, and it has been coming out in all of these red states where they've actually put it on the ballot. Um, and... It has been wildly popular to keep abortion legal in this country. Because sometimes it is necessary uh, under certain circumstances. And then with that, it's, it's, very, it's very challenging to decide what is, when is it necessary and when is it not. But it wasn't. It wasn't that challenging before this happened. It wasn't. Because um, it was between their doctor and themselves. And making this a, a moral issue, which I suppose that it is. But there are times where the most moral thing to do would be to end the life of of an unborn child especially if there's something really bad happening or if the baby has already passed in the mom or if it's an atopic pregnancy or all kinds of things there's all kinds of reasons an 11 year old is raped by her stepbrother i mean there are a whole lot of legitimate reasons for why a woman should be able to morally end, end a pregnancy.
Anyway, there you have it. My ramblings on politics. (laughs) Anyway, I appreciate you listening and I'll be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.